I think every generation is moving, is progressing. They want to uh, do something other than what has already been done. Guys, welcome back to the Tangent Podcast with me, Digital Hoose, and my boy Yas. The podcast where every episode we tackle a different piece of information, different topic, where we want to learn and grow our knowledge, and in turn, hopefully, pique your interest in that topic. And the whole point is to have that knowledge share. And so far, we're we're at our fourth episode right now, and learning a ton. Every episode, there's a learning. Every time I talk to Yas, there's a learning. Every time I do re- research for the uh, for the podcast, there's a there's a learning. So, and I'm loving it. I love it too, man, because it's actually making me yeah. look into things 100%. that I otherwise would have probably 100%. just been like, yeah, I'm interested, but you know what? Don't have the time. And I literally was talking about this uh, when I released episode one of Let's Take This Online. You guys can find it everywhere mm-hmm. uh, when you came on. Awesome podcast, and, by the uh, way. Did, I don't know. Did you take a time to read the description? I was talking about how how much how much time do we spend just talking to our friends. Mm-hmm. And understanding what our friends think about when it comes to diverse topics. Not that much today's world, Mm-mm. right? I mean, we go out with our friends and sure, and we talk and we talk about girls or whatever. But do we actually take the time and sit down and talk about, hey, man, what do you think about animals in captivity? Yeah. I really doubt we ever do that. So for me, no. episode 50 of Let's Take This Online became like the starting point of really sitting down with a very close friend of mine, obviously you, and and really bouncing off ideas and learning your thoughts on topics. That's been awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. Absolutely. I think it has to do with cultures. I mean, if you look back into history and you see a time where knowledge was looked up at from the youth, you know, and in society, it was like to be knowledgeable or educated was to be hip. Mm. You know, that time doesn't exist anymore, yeah. you know? And so I think that's the reason why people really don't care to to keep, to, to, to keep educated about yeah. different topics agree. and stuff like that. So we got to make that happen again. Oh, 100%. 100%. You know? uh, so it has to be cool to be smart. Yeah, uh, totally right, man. <laughs> cool. What are we talking about today, Yes. Today we're talking about the unfortunate death of an amazing new artist, uh, Juice World, um, who died over, of an accidental overdose of drugs. Yeah. Prescription died, uh, drugs. Last year, right? Particularly. Uh, yeah, just, just recently, actually. Oh, um, and it was, it was really heartbreaking to hear that another good artist went down that way. And he had just started. Like, he was, he had, his career literally just started. Man, and he was, he was really good. Yeah. You know, he catered to the emo rap genre. Okay. Um, which has been catching a lot of sort of attention in the la- in the recent few years, um, <clears throat> with the whole trap movement. Yeah, and when you know he kind of put those two together, and uh, he I think he was one new artist that at first I was resistant against, mm-hmm. probably because I come from you know the era of, of Biggie and Pac. Yeah, yeah. old school. <laughs> I grew up listening to, to Biggie and Pac, so and Nas and you know yeah. Wu Tang and all that. So for me, it took some time to actually accept that you know I have to embrace the change that um, hip hop. Uh, is going through just like any other yeah. art form, um, and when you do, and you and you actually let open up to it and let it sort of you know find its place in your in your in your brain, your heart, whatever, um, you you see you can you can appreciate it. Yeah, um, I, I felt exactly the same way. I think it's an evolution of of the of the art yeah. of of, of hip hop and rap. And uh, we can either be resistant to it, or we kind of can get especially like things like it took me a while to used to like things like mumble rap. 
Yeah. Like bubble wrap for me. That was a hard one. <laughs> uh, all the guys, uh, like Quavo and all those guys. And, and I, it took me a while. But I realized there's actually some good music out there. Yeah, you have to understand the yeah. context. You have to yeah. understand uh, the history of the yeah. artist and where 100%. that person's coming from, the influences that they have. Going back to the point, um, Juice World was, uh, I think he started off on Sound SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, he did very well with uh, two very catchy songs that, sort of blew him into fame and that was those were all girls are the same and lucid dreams yeah Everyone lucid dreams is what i know dreams, about yeah right? yeah so anyways uh dude was doing real well i think he 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 uh became famous at around the age of 18 19 um and then you know a couple years later unfortunately at the age of 21 he overdosed accidentally yeah on uh prescription drugs um, opioids, right? Opioids, yeah. Percocets, yeah. oxycodone. Xanax, I think, as well. He's and on Xanax, that. yeah. And so I th the story is is that he was on uh, a flight. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, when he, uh, he... He had a bunch of guns and um, a lot of marijuana mm -hmm. in his bags. Uh, something like... Uh, you know, I'm some ridiculous amounts. About, yeah, like uh, uh, a big, big amount. So, yeah. anyways, he um, he thirty two kilos of marijuana. Wow. So, yeah, <laughs> seventy pounds. What are you doing? Yeah, with seventy pounds. Uh, man. So they smoke a lot of weed, I guess. Not even Snoop Dogg <laughs> can smoke seventy pounds in a, in, a, in one flight, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, don't these, get me wrong. Most of these guys probably can go, go to states where it's legal anyway. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's true. I don't know what the story behind that, but no, anyways, okay. he had uh, the guns and the and the marijuana, and apparently the pilot knew. Okay. And so he informed law enforcement before they landed uh, at Midway International Airport, um, um, in Chicago. And uh, told them that they had guns on board. So law enforcement was prepared and ready and okay. waiting to search the plane. Um, Juice World found out, apparently, and he was with his crew on this flight. And so he had a bunch of pills. And uh, he took them to hide he evidence? Just, he, he, yeah. He, wow. I, yeah. You know, unfortunately, I feel like that's pretty. that's a pretty dumb decision, if you ask me. Um, like, did he take it all himself or they all took it? Like him and his crew, and then, oh, they, they don't, don't have those. Details. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I, what I do know is, is that he panicked, and I guess you know, considering he is his career just started, he didn't want to go down the route of you know imprisonment for a long period of time or even life, considering how much he had, and so he decided, you know what, let me just swallow everything I have, wow. so that they won't find it, and then he went into convulsions and seizures, and you know they gave him, I think, a uh, a dose of. Um, the medication Narcan yeah, okay. uh, for the drug overdose, two doses. And uh, yeah, they yeah. took him to the hospital and he was pronounced death. Yeah, man, there's a lot of uh, Sad opioids are, are horrible. I've been keeping an eye out on it. It's really like an, ep it's an epidemic. It's a huge epidemic. And fentanyl. I, oh, I heard oh. horrible things. Was it Prince? Oh my from, God. I think Prince was on fentanyl. Oh, yeah. He died in 2016. Oh, yeah. I'm going to touch on a list of celebrities yeah. that have... Oh, you know, been recorded as, as pronounced dead of uh, accidental drug overdoses. Yeah. And the recent list is like fentanyl, fentanyl, fentanyl. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. It's crazy. I think fentanyl is cheaper and stronger than like even heroin. Oh, it's un it's retarded. Oh. If you, you should watch the episode, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, by Hassan Minaj on Patriot Act. Okay. You know, the show on Netflix. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know he has an episode on fentanyl. Oh, check it out. A pinch of fentanyl. 
right? A pinch, pinch. A pinch of yeah. fentanyl. I'm talking about, a, you know, you're 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 talking about like, uh, I don't even remember, but like a tiny portion of a coin, like a penny yeah, or yeah. something, can kill an elephant. Wow. And these guys are, you know, mixing this stuff. The dealers and the and the manufacturers of these drugs are, first of all, it's a it's a prescription drug, that was I think produced in China, okay, or by some massive pharmaceutical company to you know, uh, to to help with a certain condition, pain, whatever it was, and then it just went out of hand. Wow. And now it's being uh, mixed with all sorts of drugs. So now I've recently heard of a lot of different cases where. People are buying drugs in raves and in nightclubs in Europe and the U.S. And because there's a tiny bit of fentanyl more than there should be in that, in that you know, MDMA pill or ecstasy pill or whatever it is that they're taking, they're dropping dead. That's crazy. So you can, you know, it's just you, you can't go somewhere and not know and, and pick up a, uh, a recreational drug um, and, you know, and, and and be sure that it's not going to have a lethal dose of, of fentanyl. Crazy. Anyways. It was actually, as I'm reading here, it's actually founded in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but lately it's what really has taken off. Yeah, because it's being mixed and it's it's cheap and it makes a lot of money. Yeah. You know? So 100 micrograms in, the, in 2015 was 66 cents. And now it's less than 40 cents. So imagine how cheap it is. So like 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 two bucks for like a gram. Man, it freaks me out knowing that That's I so have crazy. a five year old and a three year old that are growing up in this world. Yeah. With stuff like that out there, you know, and it's only going to get worse. So I think something needs to be done on a on a systematic scale. But going back to the point, um, or to the to the to the subject that we were talking about, Juice World, he, like many other celebrities sang about his about drug use and about you know um depression and i think what and and i heard this in a in a podcast from from rolling stone um where the person interviewed who i think is a reporter for rolling stone talks about how he um was always singing about how the thing that would remove his pain or get him out of his painful misery or situation which were the drugs would be the reason he dies and then it happens so you know the question becomes oh is it like some sort of prophetic singing like just like Tupac Mm. you know always thought saying about dying dying, early um, and many others Uh, but in this case I don't think it was I think it was just an unfortunate situation and he was young and he made a decision quick maybe high um that led to his death, and yeah. it's, it's such a sad story. Hundred percent, man. And all these, all these, all these major people that actually influenced the world positively end up dying from this terrible thing. Do you think that the question is, is it about, is it about mental health? Is it about uh, the pharmaceutical industry? Both, because I, for the way I look at it is like, first of all, pharmaceutical industry has made it really accessible mm-hmm. and really cheap. Yeah, and also, I heard even getting prescriptions not hard. Like, it's really not that difficult to get a prescription. That's a major issue. And at the same time is, what's going on with our kids that they're growing up to have such, you know, issues that they need to go and get these hardcore drugs, right? Yeah. Is, 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 it, is it something that is it comes down to the way we're raising our kids? Are we instilling the right kind of confidence to, to instill strong mental health? What's going on, do you think? I think it's cultural, man. I think it's just so much more 
the message is, is so much more out there about like if you have issues, you know, the the cool thing, the the, the easy way out is to go and, and do some drugs, yeah. right? Um, so if that's what's cool, then that's what's gonna appeal to the youth. Yeah. Um, you know, so music, movies, everything out there in terms of mass media is all about. Um, Drugs, alcohol. Yeah, but I don't. Games. I think I think there's something else because if you actually look at the Arab world, right? Let's take specifically, like for example, Lebanon. You know how easy it is, or how quick someone prescribes antidepressants to each other, like over, like housewife talk. Yeah. You know, when housewives get together in Lebanon, stuff. Oh, his son's uh, just give him, give him Xanax, and we talk about it so nonchalantly. I'll, yeah. I'll never forget it. Hearing. Older women and older men, mainly the women, I think. There's always housewives for some reason in Lebanon. <laughs> openly talk about, oh, you should take this, you should take that. And like almost like prescribing to each other and even giving each other pills because like, you know, very nonchalantly. Yeah, I saw that a lot. It happen, yeah, it happens a lot in the Arab yeah. world. So I don't, I don't know if it's just, I don't know if we can single out the U.S. culture. I think there's something going on where... Arab world, uh, Western world, where I think we're not taking these these things as seriously as they should be taken. Absolutely, no, agreed, one hundred percent. It's it goes back to the same thing about you know how education was cool and being dumb was uncool. Yeah. Whereas now it's not the case, and it's you know easy way out is cool. Yeah. Um, I as as a younger, as a, when I was younger, as a child in school, didn't have a. a tough rough life you know so yeah. i didn't need to 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 find escapism through drugs or something like that but it was cool to smoke a joint yeah so i did and you know that led to b c d e f g um i think you know it's okay to 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 experiment you know at a certain age to be able to you know discover um but within limits and I think it's it's you're right. It's it's a systematic change that needs to happen. Um, the problem, as you mentioned, I think, is with the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. The problem is with healthcare practitioners, with doctors giving that stuff way uh, too easily. Yeah. How do you prescribe this stuff to any and everybody that comes to you? Mm. You know, it's just the easy way out. Oh, he's in pain. Okay, let's give him oxy. Yeah. Let's give him for instead of solving the the, the the problem, you're just putting a little, like you're just giving like a little. It's a band aid. Yeah, it's a little band aid. You know why it's yeah. happening? Because they are funded and they oh, are they, they, are they get commissioned. They are sponsored by the pharmaceutical yeah. companies. So these companies need to be controlled. Sure. You know. Sure. There, there has to be uh, regulation towards yeah. private pharmaceutical business. Yeah, I think also even though I'm 100 percent agreement with you, but I think. There is an accountability on parents and then as an individual. For example, even if, let's say, fentanyl and Percocet and all this stuff is super cheap and I could get it in a heartbeat, mm -hmm. if I'm confident in myself and I've, I don't feel, I don't get depressed easily because I'm confident in myself and my parents raised me right, no matter how cheap and abundant they are, yeah. I won't be affected. Yeah. I won't go buy them. Obviously, there's people out there who are more susceptible to it, but I think yeah. there's a lot of accountability. I, I lately have been I've been thinking a lot about accountability and self-awareness, right? If we as individuals are more self-aware of our problems and we are more accountable as parents, then we should be able to raise kids in a, in a world that no matter how bad and how, how many bad things there are out there, they can be strong enough mentally to just say no. Education, man. Uh, but at the same time, there's a lot of people who sadly don't ha didn't have the greatest parents. No. Right, bad upbringings and, and the whole point of, of limiting pharmaceuticals, I think, is more to help those people, which are probably more abundant 
than the people who are mentally strong these days. It seems. Yeah, it's all. It all comes back to education. It all comes back to yeah. to society, and then parents as the the authoritative system in a family to trickle down the information or educate their children so that they understand yeah. that this is the this is what is you know yeah. uh, going to let you live happier yeah, so. longer and uh yeah more wholesome you know this actually correlates to the episode three that we just wrapped up um the u.s electoral process we're talking about be accountable and get the right reps who can basically push push the agenda you believe is right yeah now obviously Pharmaceuticals, I'm sure, have a lot of lobbyists, and I'm sure they have a lot of hands and pockets. But imagine if every state and every individual voted members in the the, Congress, House of Representatives, that all agreed that we should have more restrictions on these things. Mm -hmm. We probably won't have the same problem today. But what happens is, one, as individuals... I don't know, man. You don't think so? I don't know, man. I, I believe Because that the laws that allow these companies are put in place by Congress and, uh, and, the, and the, the reps, right? Yeah, narcotics have been around forever. 100%. Um, regulation works when it's, in my opinion, works when it's um, against these, you know, massive organizations... Sorry, uh, massive uh, companies, you know, corporate companies... Because they, when you can't control them and they have all the money in the world, then they can do a lot of damage. Sure. But when it comes to the individual, I think restricting access is not the answer. Mm. People will always do drugs. Sure. Right? And when you make it illegal, you're creating a black market that creates, in, in essence, what's happening in Mexico, for example. True. But then doctors won't be able to prescribe it. Right, it, it only takes that user who really wants it. I'm, I'm more worried about the doctors who just give it out like candy. But that happens because the big dollars from the pharmaceutical companies are ending up in the pockets of the doctors. Exactly, but if, if there's government legislation that stops that, mm-hmm. then that could... Man, they'll find ways to pay them. Mm-hmm. You know what you need to do? You need to turn pharmaceutical companies into either um, public semi-public organizations you can't have them in, in, in uh, as uh, set up as as uh, capitalist corporate mm. or you know institutions because as long as profit is the number one aim that's true they will always search and find a way to make more money and that means to get these drugs out to more people true so I think if you I feel like regulation is, is a bit stronger in Canada than it is in the states yeah. when it comes to these kind of things you know where a cousin of mine, he works for um, uh, Health Canada. He's a regulator. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot more controlled. And, you know, they've tried to do as much as they can to make sure that the right drugs are getting into the right hands. Um, but when you have a, a company, a corporate company, that's primary aim is to make more profit, they're going to find ways to pay, man. Sure. It doesn't have to be direct. It'll be indirect. Sure. Corruption has many different faces, yeah. right? So... If you take that out, but then how do you do it, right? It's a it's a yeah. huge, huge subject to it think. It goes into philosophies if you think about it. I think I always look at it from an individual because I think if if we as a people stop buying this stuff, then there's no reason for them to sell it because then they'll care about money. Mm-hmm. They don't really care about the actual product. Right. It could be any product. Yeah. But I'm saying if every individual takes the time to raise his kids right, 
push this message of strong mental health. These kids should not be growing up popping Xanax and taking taking fentanyl. Therefore, the pharmaceutical companies, since they're not going to make money on that anymore, will stop producing it. Let the market decide, right? This is like nicotine. These are products that are addictive. They're not talking about today, you know, I'm going to buy this game tomorrow. Even games are addictive, by the way. But you know what I mean, like a T-shirt or something like that. No, you use this stuff once. And you need to use it over and over and over again. The point is, how can we stop the individual from using it that one time? I think what we need to do is stop letting addictive substances, addictive products, um, to be to be allowed to be sold by corporate uh, capital companies. Yeah. If an addictive substance is, um, you know, com- corporate capital companies are able to offer addictive. Uh, substances uh, with the aim to make profit it's that's just a bad recipe Um, it's going to end in people losing uh, lives uh, and and uh, society having a massively negative impact I think I think we're gonna have to do is because individuals we need government here Mm government is gonna be important for us here and I think it comes down to who we choose to put in government yeah, I think reform needs to reform, happen, 100%. but it needs to happen without um, people lobbying with support from the pharmaceutical or mm-hmm. any other industry. You know what I mean? You can't. That's that's the flaw. That's the problem. The money that's that support that uh, is used to lobby for specific reform always has an alternative interest. Sure. And if that's the case, then you've you've basically yeah defeated the point of yeah. the entire reform itself that's very true yeah i think that's this what gets tricky is we as people need to be able to be accountable uh, vote for people we know we can trust and that's hard it's it takes a lot of screening like you can't do it by just like watching one ad on your representative talks man you need to we need to like properly vet the people we put in power like not just i'm not talking about president i'm talking about i'm talking about your local your local minister we're talking about your um, your senator, your congressman, uh, the House representative, all that. We think we need to be like sitting down with these people, really understanding what they want. And take an individual, use an individual. If you take the time to go to those meetings they do, if everyone does that and we take it and we try and we make sure our rep pushes that, then maybe we can slowly start moving. Obviously, you're gonna be, you're fighting a wave of corruption. Yeah. You're fighting people with billions of dollars and lobbyists for days, high paid lawyers who are gonna do it, but. I don't know. Do you think, I don't know, if, if, uh, as a people, if you unite, I think. No, that's possible. But that's, that, that's Look, what gets any hard. change happens from, you know, the grassroots level. As I think it starts with education. And into a group. And yes, of course. You said education. earlier, it yeah. all comes down to learning, uh, being educated. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, and being aware of ourselves and being accountable. Yeah, I think the message from, from us to, this, to the young people out there is, Man, chase the knowledge, 100%. you know, chase education. Try to find out before you decide what needs to change. You need to to read into it and see. So you can look at, for example, our last episode yeah. about the electoral process. If you if you wa- listen to that podcast, you'll see that it started off with an intention for something else. Yeah. And then it ended up adulterated a million different times. It's the same thing that's happened to yeah. every system that's in place. Systematic change needs to be reviewed. So you need to review the, the system that's in place currently, what flaws we've learned from, what issues have we've, we've, we've faced and uh, obstacles that we've come across, and where things have been abused by people in power. Yes. 
and then go back and say, okay, this is where the problem lies. Yeah. And then try to get yeah. a representative, 100%. like you said, that would basically support that yeah. cause for the pure purpose 100%. of fixing a system as opposed to, you know, just getting voted yeah, or in. Or putting a band-aid on it after, after something bad happens. Exactly. I think as people, if you just say to yourself, what can I do as an individual? The fact you just ask yourself that instead of just saying, I'm just going to live and do whatever. Think about what can I do to impact positively the people around me. Yeah. Just ask yourself that. And you'll see that there's a lot of things you actually can do. Yeah. I think it's also very important for the parents out there to realize how important it is mental health, confidence is important for a child. It won't affect him today. Yeah. It might affect him in his 20s or in his 30s. It's yeah. so important to make sure that your kid is instilled with that, that, that one day he or she might not have to resort to these kind of drugs to take away the pain of the mental anguish they're feeling because, oh, mom and dad didn't you know instill me with confidence as a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm t- telling you this experience when you're in your uh, – as an adult – it took me many, many years to to work on myself and, and evolve as a person yeah. to reach a place where I am very truly – like I'm truly happy that it took me many years. And mm-hmm. obviously there's ways I could have done shorter, but I think that's the whole lesson we're trying to do here. It's about knowledge, education, accountability, and being self-aware. Yeah. If you decide to have children, you need to understand that it is your your primary responsibility – to focus on the development of that new human being that you're bringing into this yeah, world. 100%. Right? And if you're not up for the challenge, if you don't want to look into how you can do that, then don't have children. Yeah. You know, the world is better off without people who have children and just leave them there to to, to go astray. Um, you're right. It's, it's, it's a responsibility of those people that are bringing these kids in to make 100%. sure that they're confident, that they have the mental health uh, support to, to be able to do these things. 100%. And going back to the point that, we, that this episode was about, um, I'm not going to blame Juice World's parents. No. I don't know who they were. Yeah. I've never read about them or anything like that. But I think many different elements also play a part. Okay, sure, your child's development as, as a child growing up is very important. But society, sure, if you don't role. have children, you still have a responsibility to society. Oh, for sure, 100%. Right? And if you're going to, to allow uh, corporate um, criminals, uh, what I'm gonna, is what I'm going to call them, to be able to, to influence, um, you know, uh, just for the sole purpose of making money, yeah. uh, the, the destruction of humanity and children and society, then you're you're guilty. Yeah. If you're letting it happen, you're guilty. Yeah, you're complicit. You, know, you have to do something about it. You know, go, to the point of, of um, accidental overdoses, I found on drugs.com a list of yeah. celebrities that have actually overdosed on recently, well, I guess recently and not recently, but on... on uh, uh, drugs and you know the, it's Juice World, Mac Miller, the rapper, yeah, Lil Peep, Tom Petty, Prince, China from from WWE, yeah. um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know uh, Chris Kelly from Criss Cross, you mm. know back in our day, uh, Whitney Houston. The list goes on and on and on. And if you look at, at the trend, because this is a chronographical, and if you look at the trend, it goes from like cocaine and heroin, and you keep going up, and it turns into prescription drugs. So what essentially has happened is that these powers that be have allowed drugs to be be developed in labs under a license to be able to be prescribed to people and then leak out into the streets so that the dependence becomes so high for the sole 
purpose of profit. Yeah. Money is the source of evil. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. You know, if you grow up chasing the bill, the dollar bill, or any other currency for that matter, yeah. you are flawed. And every yeah. decision that you make 100%. is going to end up for the sole purpose of filling your pockets yeah. with money. But then what the hell are you going to do you're with the money? chasing a white <laughs> rabbit. That's all you're doing. 100%. Uh, it, it just it, it, blow, it pisses me off and it ter- makes me emotional. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you have kids and stuff. So yeah, obviously, like, obviously you, you don't want your kids one day to grow up and be influenced and affected by these things. It's no, horrible. No, it's terrible. Man. Yeah. It's terrible. It's such a deep, deep philosophical thing. That's why I really like listening to podcasts from Jordan B. Peterson, man. Oh, his book. I'm rereading his book, 12 Rules to Life. Uh, you know, I've listened to it. Um, some some of the parts, yeah, but I've also listened to a lot of his yeah. podcasts and his I'm, lectures on those. Oh, his lectures are amazing. I'm rereading his book. Yeah. I actually got uh, an audio book, Maps of Meaning, which is like, yeah. I think it's like, it's like 100 hours. I don't know how many hours. It's like 20, 30 yeah. hours. It's some of the longest audio books I have. Yeah. I haven't started that one yet, but yeah. Yeah. The guy's amazing. Yeah, from yeah. I'm Canadian, and it makes me proud. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I don't understand fully the controversy behind. Uh, that's all a whole. The people I, we should have, disguise. We should have a whole. That's we the, need to have an episode about Jordan Peterson and the controversies. I'm totally that, you know, We'll uh, do that, guys. Against you guys heard it here. We will definitely record that because that's a topic I am very, very um, what's it called emotional about and because I because I think this guy's a genius. Yeah, I respect his delivery, his message. hundred percent. I respect. A lot of, of what he well, does. We'll record next episode. I'm going to add a note here. So we'll do that so you guys will expect to see that. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's wrap this up. Uh, guys, this has been the Tangent Podcast episode four. Mm-hmm. You can find us everywhere on all your op, uh, all your podcast streaming channels, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, where you guys want to find us. You can find us. Um, Digital Hoose, he's yes. Uh, check out our Instagram page, The Tangent Podcast. You can find us there Every as well. Make sure to subscribe, drop us that feedback, it's moving, and keep listening. Mm-hmm. See you guys, please. Do something other than what has already been done. Ryan, only what you think, huh?